where you found us. Welcome to the Community Church Oxford podcast. We are so honored that you decided to join us. We hope that if you don't have a church home, that you'll find a church home that is a Bible preaching church. However, if you are just checking us out, we're honored that you would do that. We hope that you're encouraged by God's word today. You're also encouraged by the experience that you have through our podcast. If you want to find out more about us, you can check us out at www.communityoxford.com or check us out on social media via Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Again, thank you for joining us today at the Community Church Oxford podcast. Good morning. Good morning. morning. There we go. Hey, thank you guys for coming and worshiping with us this morning. As Fish said, we are truly grateful uh, that you chose to come and hang out with us today. Uh, Man, we are honored you know, to, uh, to just be a part of what God is doing here at the church and here in our community. And trust me, we take nothing for granted. We know uh, it's not about how good we are, but it's about how good God is. That he allows us, that he affords us this opportunity to be a part of what he's doing here. Uh, This past Friday, my wife and I celebrated 16 years of marriage. And then she left me yesterday. (laughs) She's one of the chaperones on the trip that Fish mentioned. And so, uh, and I get a text from her about 10.30 last night. She was like, I'm tired. I was like, well, you chose to go, so hey. But no, uh, again, just excited to see what God is doing. Uh, As we continue to go through this wheel with Jesus being the center and last couple of weeks, Fish preached on the word and on prayer. And he made a statement last week that I just had to put in my phone. And it said, if the word is how God communicate to us and prayer is how we communicate to God, then fellowship is how we communicate to other believers. You know, and, and what fellowship is, it is it, it takes us getting out of our comfort zone and doing some things that we're not used to doing, because I don't know if you know this about me or not. I am naturally an introvert. Naturally, you know, I can find any excuse to be alone. You know, I can find any uh, any reason to go be by myself, because naturally that's just how I am. You know, crowds sometimes Pardon my language, but freaks me out. I mean, I'm getting freaked out now seeing all your faces, but hey, God is good, amen? Amen. You know, but I have this constant battle is that my flesh wants to be alone, wants to be secluded and and be comfortable, but the spirit inside me desires fellowship. And so I find myself sometimes in this battle. Like I can sit at home with a plate and a remote and be fine, as you can tell. But the Spirit of God desires fellowship. And that's the way God designed us for us to love and fellowship with one another. He didn't create us. He didn't save us for us to go hide in a cave somewhere. He, desire, he desires us to live and fellowship with one another. 
I read this statement the other day that says a disconnected Christian is a disobedient Christian for two reasons. Number one, we are operating outside of the will of God. Hebrews 10, 25, not, neglect, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. Being alone is, is comfortable. You know, we, we get in our routines and we have our plans and we have our own desires. And it feels good sometimes just to get alone. But the issue is, is we want to stay there far too often. And that's not how God created us. And the other reason why um, a, a disconnected Christian is a disobedient Christian, because it's easy for us to fall into sin. There's nobody there to keep us accountable. There's nobody around us to tell us when we are going off the rails or to call us out on our junk. So that's why fellowship is important. And so accountability, it would be easy for us to just do this or commit this little sin and think, well, nobody knows. I'm only hurting myself or, or nobody else sees me and forget all the while God is an all-seeing God. You know, I started doing this thing in the morning times where usually I get up at 4.30, you know, before the roosters and chickens and all get up, and I sit and I read and I have my coffee and I'm sitting and I'm thinking and I'm praying and I'm meditating. And so the other day I'm sitting there and I imagined myself sitting in the fellowship of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I mean, literally, I'm at my kitchen table. Father on one side, the son on the other side, and the Holy Spirit sitting next to me. And I'm having a conversation. And when I tell you, that is some of the, it sounds crazy, I know. But I tell you, when you make it a point to invite the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit into your life, into your home, into every place you go, I promise you, you will see things differently because I told you I'm cool being by myself I can do that but that's not what God desires for me and you know what I sit and do most of the time I listen God I don't want nothing I just want to be like the song says in your presence and not only does it stop at the kitchen table alright y'all hop in the car with me we're going for a ride. I'm taking you with me today because as long as I know that they are with me and that I am in the fellowship of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, it keeps me from committing some of the sin that I was used to committing. And I think we too often forget just because nobody else sees us, God sees us. The Son sees us, the Spirit sees us. And oh my gosh, how we grieve the Spirit sometimes because we ignore His voice. But I want to offer three points today on the importance of fellowship. Is that all right? Let's pray. God, we thank you again for your grace and your mercy towards us. God, I am not worthy to stand here, but by the grace of God and the blood of Jesus Christ, you afforded me this opportunity. God, thank you for forgiving me. God, may my heart 
May my, my words, may my life, God, align with your will for me. Father, hide me behind the cross today. Use me, God. Fill me up. Speak through me today. God, I seek no glory for myself. I give it all to you. I pray that you open hearts and minds to receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. My first point that I want to share with you today is that we need people in our lives that will sharpen us. Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. And I want you to notice something. It says iron sharpens iron. Not aluminum, not copper, not anything else, but iron sharpens iron. Now, for, mo for, for a lot of us, the reason why we are not growing spiritually is because we're spending too much time with people and things that dull us instead of sharpen us. We spend so much time entangled, as Scripture says, in the affairs of this world versus the affairs of God. I mean, it's easy. I find myself there sometimes as well. Politics, social media, all these things can dull us as Christians. But Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So we need people in our lives that are going to sharpen us, that are going to challenge us in our thinking, that are going to challenge us in our belief, that will cause us to get deeper and deeper in God's word. We need those people in our lives. I know it gets uncomfortable. We're adults. Supposed to be anyway. We don't like being told when we're wrong. We don't like being corrected. We don't like people making us feel uncomfortable about who we are. But I've always said at some point, you're going to have to live what you speak. You're going to have to prove you believe what you say you believe. If what you say doesn't line up with what you do, then we have a problem. We have a problem. And so, again, in researching and reading and studying this, man, I got so uncomfortable because I felt like this was just for me. Because there are a lot of times where I choose not to fellowship, you know, because I'm comfortable being alone. You know, there are some times I get up in the morning I have my music playing, have my earbuds in, and I'm singing, and I'm praising. And then I had a, a thought when I was reading and studying this is how good would it be or how much better would it be if you invited others into your worship? It's one thing for me to pray and to praise and to worship alone. And then it's another thing for the people I live with to see me pray, 
praise and worship. And so the other morning I got up, I walked through every room of the house singing and praising. I know they looked at me crazy. My wife was like, what is wrong with him? Nothing is wrong. I just now understand that God created me to be a leader in my home, be a leader in my community. If I'm not going to lead in any other way, I have to lead spiritually. But I can't do that if I'm not willing to fellowship. I cannot do that if I'm not willing to step away from what makes me comfortable and do what God has called me to do. That's my first point. Iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. My second point is that there are that there's strength in numbers. Going Old Testament. Ecclesiastes chapter four. Verses nine through 12 says this. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold threefold cord is not easily Broken. God has given us all jobs to do. He's given us all things to do. And I, I, I got to be transparent. Sometimes I try to do it all by myself. But what scripture now is teaching that two is better than one. We can get more accomplished. We can get more done. If we realize and understand that God created us to work together, not against each other. And I see that so much in in the church today. My church is better than your church. Your church don't do this right. We do it right. All these different things that drive us apart when we are all supposed to be working towards the same goal. And that's the kingdom of God. But look at what it says in Scripture. It says, if, for if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. If there's nobody there to catch you when you fall or to lift you up, guess what? That is not a healthy place to be in. And I get it. I understand. Sometimes, we, let, me, let me put it to you like this. I understand why. People want to operate by themselves a lot, especially when it comes to the church, simply because, man, I've found that church folk are some of the most unforgiving people I have ever been encountered with and always the first to expect forgiveness. We don't think anyone but ourselves deserve forgiveness. We always love to kick a person when they're down. Because we love to gossip. If we did more praying than gossip, my God, what a turnaround we would have in our community. But it's crazy that that's our first mind is we always want to point out somebody else's failure. But look at what scripture says again. If two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm? You cannot do it by yourself. Trust me, I tried it. It does not work. 
It is too much weight for me to carry by myself. I can't do it alone. I care how many weights I lift or how much I work out, I cannot do it by myself. Now, let me just straighten something out. I don't lift a lot of weights now, just in case. I'm just saying. Just throwing it out there, you know. I didn't get this big by lifting weights. No, it was lifting the fork. But anyway, that's another story for another day. But my biggest problem is pride. My biggest problem. That's what keeps me from being in fellowship with other believers is pride. That's what keeps me sometimes from not asking for help. You know, sometimes is I don't want to inconvenience anyone, but most of the time it's pride. It's embarrassment. It's in shame because I feel I'm supposed to be able to carry this and do this all by myself. But that goes directly against what God has called us to do. I can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. So stop trying. If we're going to be in fellowship, we're going to be in fellowship in the good times and the bad times. Not just when things are going straight, but when they fall off the rails a little bit. We need to be there for each other. Not talking about each other behind their backs. Not pointing a finger and laughing. But here's the worst thing. Well, better you than me. Come on, guys. There's no way for us to live. That's not what God intended. My third and final point is this. Before I go there, let me make this point. If you notice, at the end of that, at the end of verse 12, it says a threefold cord is not easily broken. But if you notice earlier in that verse, in those verses, it only talked about two. Where's that third person come from? Which leads me to my last and final point in Matthew chapter 18 verses 18 through 20. It says, truly, I say to you, whatever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. And here it is. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. That is why it is so important for us to understand fellowship that if I agree and you agree and we are agreeing in the name of Jesus, he said he is there. That's where that third person comes in that threefold cord. It's Jesus. But we are so quick to try to do it without him. And if you take a look at that will again, he is at the very center. You know, I, I used a similar illustration one time. I had a ball and I had flags coming out and then one of those flags was, was Jesus. And when I asked people what was wrong with it, nobody said anything. They're like, oh, nothing is wrong with it. Nothing is wrong with it, but the only problem is I was I had myself as the center and Jesus just another thing I did when Jesus is supposed to be in the center and everything else I did stemmed from him. But that's not how we do things. We think it's about us. We think it's about what we want. We think it's about what we desire. No, it is not at all about us. It's about him. 
It's about him being at the center. Because if he is at the center, guess what? We cannot go wrong. We cannot go wrong. As it says, truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Look, we all sin. We all fall, fall short. And even in those times when we remain in fellowship with one another and understand that when, when Christ said it is finished, he gave grace to all who believe. Not just you, not just me, but to all. He gave grace to all of us. And I want to close with this. I told you about my roundtable experience. You know, I began taking a hard look at myself. I began to Really self-examine. And I started creating a list. I created a list of all the labels I could attach to my name in the physical. Guys, I came up with 12 different labels. Husband, father, son, uh, minister, entrepreneur, all these type of things. But then I looked at the spiritual, the most important side. And there were only three. And these are the three things that we all have in common as believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ. The first thing is as belief. We believe in God. The second thing is we follow Jesus. And the third thing is we serve others. So I'm a believer, a follower, and a servant. So are you. That's reason enough for us to be in fellowship with one another all the time. You know, if we look at our current climate, Ben, you guys can make your way back. As we look at where we are as a society, you know, we're always looking for answers. What's the answer? What's the remedy? What's the cure? Well, I, I have a recipe that I want to share with you. To, matter of fact, it's a recipe for the antidote to the poison we face in society today. Take just a, a teaspoon of faith. You mix that with about a cup of God's word. And you put it all in the pan of prayer and you put it in the oven, which are God's hands. I promise you, we have a cure. We have an antidote. But here's the issue. We don't want that. It's not sexy enough for us. It's not, it's not glamorous enough for us. It is so simple that we overlook it all the time. If we want to get right with God, get right with God. Amen. We spend so much time trying to remove him even in our fellowship with one another. God desires unity and the enemy knows that. That's why he spends so much time trying to dis make us uh, go our separate ways. That's why he spends so much time trying to divide us because he knows there's strength in numbers. He knows that where two or three are gathered, Jesus is there. And he knows that if we are, that, that iron sharpens iron. 
And that if we're in fellowship with one another, we're sharpening one another. Guys, here's something I want you to understand. If you have not been uh, successful at this up until this point, today is a new day. There is grace for the times we spent being disobedient to God. There's grace for that. There's somebody in here today like me, comfortable being alone, but is feeling the tug of the spirit to be in fellowship. We talk a good game. How well can we be at living it? Scripture says the world will know my people by how they what? Love one another. <clears throat> how well are you at that? Are you open to fellowship? Are you open to being real and being honest with one another? about your flaws and about your failures, not pointing fingers. It's easy for me to call out your sin. The most difficult thing for most of us is to take responsibility for our own. I'm not perfect. By no stretch of the imagination. Everything I have belongs to God. When I think about who and what I am, in the physical, it pales in comparison to who I am in the spiritual. It's a follower, that's a believer, and a servant. And I want to encourage you today. Seek fellowship with one another. Again, if the word is how God talks to us and prayer is how we talk to him, fellowship is how we talk to one another. Amen. God, we thank you for today. God, I pray that everything that was said, Father, is pleasing to you. God, if I made a mistake, charge it to my head and not my heart. God, my only desire is to glorify you. God, we've spent so much time fighting one another. God, we've spent so much time being divided. God, I pray that today, at this moment, this time, right now, Father, we decide to be unified, that we come together, that we fellowship, that we hold each other accountable, that we lift each other up, God, that we build, uh, God, build bridges and not tear them down. God, we are all different, but at the same time, we are all the same. We are all sinners in need of your grace. Father, if nothing else joins us together, that fact right there does. But Jesus, when you said it is finished, you made it all better. When you said it is finished, you took away our sin. When you said it is finished, you covered us with your blood. 
When you said it is finished, you put us in fellowship, not just with one another, but with the Father. God, where would we be without you? Where would we be without you? God, as we enter this time of worship, God, may we shake off any burdens, any chains, anything that will hinder us, God, from giving you everything we have, God, not to put on a show for anyone else, God, but to praise you, to praise your name, and to praise the fact that you have bought us back. God, we love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. My name is Fish Robinson. I'm the lead pastor here at Community Church Oxford. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Community Church Oxford podcast. We hope that you'll consider joining us again in the future. And until then, God bless.